Local voices, local conversations. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. Certainly one of the most controversial and sensitive issues making the rounds of communities throughout the country today is an increase in the minimum wage. Increased minimum wage ordinances have gone into effect in places like Seattle and San Francisco, as well as smaller communities around the country. Napa County considers this issue tomorrow. A conversation that started last spring when the Board of Supervisors decided in April of this year that it would take up the issue comes to a head tomorrow as the Board of Supervisors listens to public comment in what should be a lively debate on Tuesday morning. We're going to talk about that today on the eve of the board's meeting about this. We're joined by two members of Progressive Women of Napa Valley, Sharon Macklin, who's the chair of the organization, and Joelle Gallagher, who's a member of the organization, also the executive director of COPE. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Good to have you here. Talk a little bit, Sharon, as, as the chair of the organization, a little bit about this group that came together to really be advocates for, for this issue. Well, our organization started, I think it was in the fall of 2009, so we've been around for quite a while now. Uh, this is the first time we've taken up a um, an issue, a social issue. In the past, we primarily um, have worked towards helping elect progressive candidates mm -hmm. who uh, share our values, and we do endorsements and um, try to help the candidates that we think are are uh, important to our community. So the whole issue of um, raising the minimum wage locally came up a couple of, well, last, I think last fall, I was at a American Cham Canyon Chamber breakfast where Congressman Thompson was speaking mm -hmm. about the disparity all over the country in incomes. And so I said, well, what do you think about uh, increasing the minimum wage locally. And he said, that's a good idea, and I think your little organization, your <laughs> progressive organization, should do something about it. So um, that kind of, I took that back to our group, and we all decided this is something that we think is important to our community. Talk a little bit, Joelle, about why you think you the organization and the two of you think that it's important to the community obviously this is an issue that's percolating around the country san francisco has done it seattle we were mm -hmm. talking about before we went on the air has done it a number of other places have done it others are looking at it why napa why is it important in napa county well, it's important in Napa County because we really have a, a quite a high poverty rate. We have a lot of people who live below the self-sufficiency standard. For example, a single adult in our community has to make a minimum of $12.09 per hour to cover basic needs. And it, it jumps quickly if you have a family. So a single adult with one child needs to make a minimum of $25.82 per hour to cover basic needs. So we have a, an incredible incredibly high cost of living. Um, many people who work here cannot afford to live here. Many people who live here live double and tripled up in, in homes. And uh, it, it just really isn't a healthy environment. Be, living in poverty is not healthy for children or for families. And so we need to do what we can to lift families out of poverty. We have the wherewithal in this community. We have an incredibly wealthy community uh, with an, an incredible um, 
tour, tourist base, hospitality industry, as we know, were uh, an incredibly popular place to live and to visit. And we have a history of really doing very progressive things here. We have the uh, Living River um, Flood Control Project. We have these very progressive and unique land use regulations to protect ag and open space. So it's really only natural that we would also uh, show that we value our our workers in our community and assure that uh, everyone is able to earn a decent living here. Mm -hmm. What impact do you think that it will have on the economics of the community, both positively and you've all you've heard the negative arguments in terms of the impact that it would have on small business? What what about those arguments? What do you see as the impact on the economy, Sharon? Well, we uh, we all have looked, not all, but uh, many of us have looked at some of the studies that have come out of uh, places that have uh, implemented a, an increase in a local minimum wage. Um, there are national economists who have written about it. Um, we had a UC Berkeley and UC Santa Cruz economists at our public forum uh, last spring, and all of them are saying the same thing, that um, the economic impact is very minuscule, (laughs) is very minimal, and um, there are different ways that it can, a minimum wage increase can be implemented to help small businesses and large businesses that are concerned about whether they'll have to go out of business or raise their prices so much that nobody will buy their their goods and services. That's not proven true. So mm-hmm. um, we think that we are advocating to the Board of Supervisors that they do a couple of things that will make it more palatable to our community because we don't want any of our businesses to go out of business. That's, that's not the point here. The point is that... Um, Everybody should uh, should be able to participate and feel good about raising the minimum wage at the same time that their businesses are doing well. So um, an example of some of the things we're advocating in an ordinance is a phase-in. So it, the dollar amount for minimum wage doesn't jump tremendously, and that's been done in several communities, and that seems to... Um, be something that local businesses can get behind and support. Uh, we also would uh, support a um, a cost of living allowance so that as co- our costs, all of our costs go up, that people who are making minimum wage, that their wages will also go up, a CPI. Um, and I know that some of the high-end restaurants are real concerned about uh, the fact that that many of their employees um, make so much more in tips than right. they actually make in wages. And uh, I think there are ways to uh, apply those tips or service charges to the baseline so that it doesn't um, – 
uh, impact these uh, really wonderful restaurants we have in Napa. So I think the the bottom line is that we have to start looking at all the different variances to see the best way to implement this so everybody wins. The, the one thing I didn't mention about the impact is the other thing that happens when you don't have a lot of money and you get a raise or a windfall is you're not going to put it in the bank and save it. You're going to go out and spend it, you know, whether that means more school clothes for your kids or um, you can fix your car, uh, you know, that will help our local economy. Well, I mean, that that's an open question. I mean, you mentioned, one of you mentioned the fact that so many of the people that are in these jobs don't live here, can't afford to live mm-hmm. here. So arguably that money will be earned here, but will be spent in Solano County or, or somewhere else. Well, but a lot of people also do live here. Um, you know, we hear the argument, well, a lot of low-wage workers don't live here, but they do. They come in and they do live here. And the fact is they live doubled and tripled up in homes. Um, so they are here and people tend to spend their money where they live. And people also tend to spend their money where they work as well. So um, there is, you know... A, there are, I think, over 60 studies that have been done nationally um, that show that really there is no negative impact on the economy. And in fact, I think at our um, forum last spring, uh, I believe the economists from Berkeley mentioned that communities where that had a higher minimum wage actually weathered the recession much better than other communities. So it can go um, some ways towards recession-proofing your community. Um, those communities actually did better in the downturn. So there are so many good reasons why we should raise the minimum wage um, economically, but there are also so many reasons why we need to do it to raise people out of poverty. Um, We know that kids who grow up in poverty uh, have a much higher chance of of dealing uh, with chronic disease in a middle and later life. Um, We know that uh, they're they're more likely to uh, develop habits like smoking and and just other habits and other behaviors that lead to chronic illness. So there's a definite link. We don't just think this. We know this through research that there's a link between poverty and later health outcomes. Uh, That's bad for an individual, but it's bad for the community, too, because um, we all suffer if people aren't well in our community and we all pay for that through, you know, our emergency rooms, et cetera. So um, it benefits us all for everyone to um, be healthy. And part of that is is predicated upon one's earning power. What have we seen, Sharon, in terms of the evidence in the cities and communities that have done this? When we look at Seattle, when we look at San Francisco, when we look at some of the communities, and there's lots of others that have done this, that have either phased it in or, or, or gone even further than that, what have we seen as the economic impact? I mean, there's some clear-cut evidence on this issue. Absolutely. And, um, you know, in fact, at tomorrow's hearing on this, um, the two economists that uh, were at our forum uh, last spring they can't be here, but some of their staff will be here, uh, one from UC Berkeley, one from Santa Cruz, UC Santa Cruz, and they will be bringing more specific information. Um, I know that uh, 
in Seattle, where it was a big jump to $15, mm-hmm. that it was uh, harder for local businesses to absorb that. So, um, but it's from what I've read and, and seen, most of the other organ- cities and counties that have done this have done it gradually um, so that everybody has a chance to you know work with it so but i wanted to mention something about the whole health issue because mm-hmm. you know i mentioned that congressman thompson what he said but last year or maybe even the year before when the county did uh something it was called the napa county community health assessment mm-hmm. and um you know, looked at how many people are living in poverty and what kinds of ailments, diabetes, that kind of thing. I went to a presentation, actually it was at Cope Family Services, uh, by Karen Smith, who was then our public health director. Mm-hmm. And um, after she made a presentation, it was a Q&A, and somebody said, well, what's the one thing we can do to, to help people? Uh, I assumed it was like, get them not to buy sugar sugar or something like that and she said raise the minimum wage and so that was you know it was coming from a different perspective but um you know people if you have a little bit more money you can buy hopefully better foods for your kids you can um not necessarily always be on the uh, if you have two or three jobs um you know you're more apt to stop at a fast food place instead of maybe buy some groceries and go home and maybe cook something a little healthier so there's all kinds of implement implementations that will have an impact what do you expect to see happen at the Board of Supervisors meeting tomorrow? Either one of you. Go ahead. Well, um, what we hope happens is that the Board of Supervisors directs their staff to draft ordinance language to raise the minimum wage. And that's where the real work will begin because then they will have to, you know, we as a community will really have to work together to look at um, what the what the language should look like for our community. And luckily, there are lots of examples. We have lots of um, uh, cities and counties in the Bay Area. We have Seattle. Uh, so we have lots of language that we can look at so that we can craft what we need for our specific community. And we can make it work. I think that everything that um, all of the issues that have been brought up by some of the small businesses um, are really things that can be handled through the ordinance language. We've seen that in Seattle um, and in San Francisco. And I think it's also important to note that while you know, all of the data is not in yet on the most recent wage hike in Seattle or in San Francisco, there is a lot of data that came out of um, the wage hike in Washington State in the uh, late 90s. They have about 15 years of data after the 1998 wage hike, and it showed that job growth continued and payrolls at restaurants and bars expanded by 21%. I mean, the hospitality industry continues to grow in places like Seattle and San Francisco, and it is not going to stop here in Napa County. You know, it is absolutely not. And so... I think something else that's very important to us is that we're a very successful community. We are, you know, we have world-renowned restaurants and wineries and um, and people come here for the natural beauty and all of the other amenities. And, 
you know, because we have that success, we really need to assure that everyone that is responsible for that success shares in that success. And it it seems like just it's a no brainer to me. But you know, I know there are lots of issues to work out. But at the very core of it is our is our our values. And we say that we value our people above everything else. And that our people are what make us who we are here. So then I think we need to make sure that we show that and we support people uh, so that they can live live a decent life. Sharon, we talk a lot about the hospitality industry being the center of this as it is the center of the community. But a lot of it is not in the county. A lot of it is in the cities, in Calistoga, where we're seeing tremendous growth, in St. Helena, Yountville, obviously, in terms of restaurants and hospitality. This is the county we're talking about. Talk a little bit about the broader framework we're looking at in Napa Valley. Well, I think you can compare. What we hope will happen is that the county will draft an ordinance and pass it. And what our expectation is, and we will certainly be uh, encouraging our city councils then to take this up and and also pass uh, an increase in the minimum wage. That's what happened with uh, the plastic bag ordinance a couple of years ago. Each city kind of little by little um, passed their own after the county took the leadership. And... um, you know, there's been some talk about, well, maybe the county should do this at the same time the cities do. Right. But frankly, uh, trying to get five cities and the county to agree on something this major is, um, we don't believe, we think that would uh, really slow this down. So what we're hoping is that the Board of Supervisors will be leaders and implement uh adopt an ordinance to raise the minimum wage and you know it's interesting that you we all think that there isn't that much employment in the in the county but i was talking to one of the staff people who's been doing the research on this and he said there were over 90 different uh, hotels mainly bed, bed and breakfast right. in the county so all of those places have employees um where is that and there's something missing there. Um, the other thing that uh, that I wanted to mention is uh, along with, well, first of all, the staff of the county has done a really fantastic job of putting together information. It's very impressive. There's some reports that are attached to the Board of Supervisors agenda uh-huh. that you can get online. And one of them has to do with, uh, they got these uh, this information from the state, I think the Department of Labor, about what are the different um, uh, categories uh, in in Napa County, and that this includes the uh-huh. cities. They don't break that down, but you know how many waiters and waitresses and farm workers and cashiers and you know there's probably 50 different categories here and what their average hourly wage is. And it's you know actually it's um, it's really impressive that uh, so many of these categories are making over $9 an hour, which is the state minimum wage currently. So I think uh, I think one of the things they looked at is how many people, uh, jobs it would impact if they raised the hourly wage to $12 an hour. Well, it would impact a little over 12,000 people, which on the front of it, 
sounds pretty darn good. But when you look at our poverty rate, over 25% of the people in Napa County, and that includes the cities, live, uh, uh, I think the county said, under a certain level of poverty. So, you know, although we're not advocating for a specific dollar dollar amount for minimum wage, um, the twelve dollar that that they've uh, looked at, um, I don't think will quite do what we want it to do. And we'd like them to consider going higher. Uh-huh. But willing to have it phased in? Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, once again, I'll, I'll say our goal here is not to hurt our local businesses. We want to work with them. And if there's ways of, uh, you know, giving exemptions for certain things, like maybe uh, trainees, um, I think there's a lot of possibilities that we haven't uh, explored yet. And I know the county... Uh, we'll be talking about some of those opportunities. Well, we thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing some of this information. Yeah. Thank and you, we'll, Jeff. We'll see how it all uh, how it all plays out in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so okay. much for your time. Joelle Sharon, thanks it. so much. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.